1: We may also be sweary from time to time. We are optimistic, light-hearted girls, but we know this is a really stressful time for some of our listeners. We respect that.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Roisin. Welcome back, Maria. The most important question is, have you missed me? Terribly.
1: <laughs> when I was just lying there in the sun, the only thing I could think of, Maria, was you and how you
0: are, how Obviously. Are you getting on. Did you actually lie in the sun, Roisin? Because no one on this planet is paler than me than you are. I think what
1: you were trying <laughs> to say there, Maria, is that I am paler than you. <laughs> it's absolutely true. It was like holidaying on the surface of the sun. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I mm-hmm. can describe it. And I know we've recently done a focus on climate change, but... Climate change is real, y'all. Like, I experienced it firsthand <laughs> on holidays two weeks ago. I spent my time going around with what could only be described as, like, a super soaker, like, covering mm. my kids in sunscreen. It was, <laughs> I don't think it, it didn't get any lower than 38 degrees
0: any day. God, oh my God, that is hot, Oroisin. You're a braver woman than I. You are a braver woman than I. But you are looking fabulous. Thank so whatever you did, the break has worked well for you. You are looking well. And how was the lovely Cicely? Oh, I had a lovely time. I had a few days in Sicily with uh, my besties and it was just really nice. I've It's really done me the world of good. I had Factor 50 on the whole time, did a couple of little workouts, did some cycling, but I am recharged and I'm excited. I'm excited about, you know, the next kind of chunk of the year. I feel energized and I'm ready to go. We're ready to plan, aren't we? And when we were thinking we about are.
1: this show, we always think, September is like a mini restart, isn't it? It's like that time when you've just come back off your holidays, you've read the self-help books that you can find, <laughs> and you have probably eaten too much, drank too much, been partying too much, and you've come back saying, I'm resetting.
0: I'm mm-hmm. getting back on that horse. Absolutely. And this is, of course, what we are talking about today. So we're looking at the September start. We are looking at Why September is such a fantastic time to regroup, rethink and get back to it. But the key thing that I'm going to bring into this is this idea of kind of getting back to basics. And the thing that I have been banging on about for ages and chatting to my clients about is this misunderstanding that the basics are easy. And this is what I want to talk about today because they're not easy. The basics are not easy. They are fundamental, but they can be hard. And that's why no
1: one sticks to them. You know when you're writing a list, you're going, yeah, 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 get more sleep, yeah, 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 eat less, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 exercise more. And then you never really do it or never really stick to it. And then you're thinking, why? Like getting more sleep, how easy? It's just turning off the lights and going to bed earlier. Like, how <laughs> hard can this be? But yet, I, like everybody else out there, find it impossible to stick to this stuff in the
0: long term. I'm very good in the short term, but in the long term. Do you know what? I've just realized the kind of phrase that I'm trying to get to is, hiding in plain sight. Mm. The way I see the basics is, we've heard about them so much, we all know what the basics are, but they're sneaky. Mm. I don't really want to use this particular word, Roshin, that I'm going to use in September. And I'm referring to the C word, Roshin, the Christmas C word that I do not want to be talking about right now. Why are you raising that? Why is it it necessary? (laughs) To be honest, and I begrudgingly raise this, it's From September to December is actually the perfect amount of time to be getting those habits up and running. Because like we've said before, motivation is there for like two weeks and then it disappears. Motivation needs to turn into habit. And actually from September to December is the perfect time. It's, you know, 12, 14 weeks to really get stuck into everything that you're doing. And that's why I'm raising very quietly the C word.
1: Many of us would have set resolutions in January and completely forgotten about any of them by now. And that's why I kind of like September to go back over that list and go, what can I get over the line? You know, what can I, what can I, what can be saved on this list of resolutions that I have. And everyone tends to have the same ones, more or less. We all want to look better. We all want to feel better. We all want to be richer. We all, you you know, (laughs) a basic list. And I think September is a great opportunity just to reset, reprioritize, and as you said, get ready for, you know, the Christmas season. But get ready for the end of the year. Give yourself that time. Absolutely. When we're talking about basics, what are the
0: basics? So I'm going to focus on three. Regular exercise and movement. And I'm using the words regular and movement on purpose. Okay. So you've got regular exercise and movement, good balanced nutrition, including hydration. And then we've got sleep. And actually we will come to this, but I think sleep is key to every other aspect of your life. So these are the basics, but please, basics does not mean easy. We know you've heard these before, but hopefully this time you will hear and be open to what we're about to talk about.
1: And I think one of the ways to become open to it is understanding, one, it is hard, but it can be solved. Mm -hmm. It can be solved. So what's the first basic that we're going to tackle?
0: So the first one is movement. And I'm using the word movement on purpose. It, It doesn't, I'm not saying running. I'm not saying you have to hit the gym. I'm using the word movement because I I do literally mean getting up from your desk and moving your body around more. And this is something I'm working on with a lot of my clients at the minute, because I think especially since COVID, you know, the whole work from home thing is incredible and amazing for so many people, but there's a lot of people just sitting behind a desk now. So movement is the first basic that we are looking at. And this is difficult because of lots of reasons. Sometimes people think they're moving and actually when you track it, they're not. Sometimes people are moving a lot less than they think they are. So the key thing with movement and with fitness in general, especially when trying to conceive, is consistency. And I know I'm always banging on about consistency, but this is because I genuinely 100% believe it. Consistency is key for fitness, both in general and also when trying to conceive. How can you encourage people to be truly consistent with their exercise? The key piece of advice I give to anyone that will listen is Follow a plan, a workout plan, a fitness plan, some kind of plan. Even if you join a team, if you're joining a netball team or a hockey team or a basketball team, that will structure your week. And the reason a plan is crucial is not just to make sure you are training in the week, but also to make sure you're not over training in the week. Because what happens so often is people are really excited, it comes to September, they do the September start thing, they smash it for three weeks and then they're exhausted, they're fatigued, they're tired, it's all too much and then they just stop. So what a plan will do is make sure you're not smashing it too hard, especially when it comes to fertility, so that actually a month later, three months later, and to be honest, like a lot of my clients, six months, nine months later, you're still training and you're still making progress because you've got the consistency and the support there. I think it's really important to do exercise that you like. Mm -hmm. Yep,
1: 100%. Do stuff that you like. There's no point in trying to, you know, train for a marathon if you hate running. Make sure it's tailored to what you like to do because you're more likely to be consistent, to turn up if you actually like the work. And I love that idea you give about uh, teamwork, uh, for example, you know, netball or whatever you like, because then you have your team to turn up for or your people, or your running club to try and blend maybe community with exercise as a way of making this a basic in your life, a consistent, I need to be there. My friends are there.
0: I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to get done. hundred percent. And one of my Instagram posts just recently was just very simply, find your fun, fitness will come. And it's catchy and I like it, but it's absolutely right. If you enjoy whatever it is you're doing And it's active. I promise you, you will get fitter. And also you'll just be happier because you're having fun. You're getting fit. Everything will fall into place. So just find something you enjoy. At the start of September, I tend to be just off my holidays. So I've eaten
1: (laughs) all the food, drank all the booze, had a great time in the, you know, all inclusive resort. Mm -hmm. And I am ready to get back on the horse. And sometimes, you know, I'm trying to do it a little too quickly. I'm coming Mm -hmm. out a little bit too hard. Mm Mm-hmm. And I end up overextending. I end up doing too much exercise, try not to eat too much. And, you know, and my sleep goes out the window as well. So I think it's a really, really good thing to really celebrate your rest days in the yes. early part of exercise. Really mm-hmm. kind of go. I've done my work. Monday, I get to rest on Tuesday. and really mm-hmm. rest. <laughs> really mm-hmm. go for it. Because you can overexercise And then burn yourself out and you're never going to, October, you won't see October. You won't be
0: exercising in October. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. And what I sometimes do is I, I reframe rest days in my head. When you are resting on a rest day, you're not doing nothing. What you're actively doing is allowing your body to heal. This is an active process. So a rest isn't a nothing day. It's a really important day where you allow your body to heal, you allow your muscles to repair, you allow your energy levels to come back up. It's an active day that sets you up for your next workout. It's very, very important. So 100% crucial. And if someone's coming off quite
1: a low base of fitness, Mm. would you recommend a certain number of rest days throughout the week, Maria?
0: Yes, Rest days are crucial, whether you are coming from a lower level of fitness or even if you're an extreme athlete. The key rule, if you like, is to try not to work the same muscle group kind of two days in a row. That's basically what rest days are for. If you're in the gym, how you split your training up will kind of determine this. And we've talked about this before, but I would say, especially for fertility, try and maybe have two or three rest days a week. One or two of those might be more low-intensity days. You can go for a walk. You can do some cycling. You can do some swimming. You can do some yoga. But just try and have a few less intense days just to allow your body to recover and for you to get a decent night's sleep and just to just to prepare for the next probably slightly bigger workout or training session that you're going to have.
1: Rest up. Make sure you give yourself that recovery time. And Mm. there is no shame in starting with walking. No. That's how you get your basics in place. Mm. On to the next one, Maria. I believe it's time to talk about
0: food. It's time to talk about food. I think just the the word nutrition can kind of put the fear of God into some people because it instantly overcomplicates eating. In the real world, what I would say is, unless you have a particularly complicated situation, the key thing that goes wrong with nutrition eating, dieting, whatever you want to call it is just making it so complicated. As soon as you start looking at fitness pages on the internet and on Instagram and training plans, you very quickly get into things like macros and proteins and carbs and all that type of thing. Please start by keeping it simple. Let's call it a simple September, if that makes it easier. And to keep it simple, I have a couple of little guidelines. The first one is colour. Colour on your plate. So if you're looking at your plate and you're thinking, oh, this all looks a little bit yellow, have you got any tomatoes in the fridge? Have you got any broccoli in the fridge? Roisin, I don't know what you feel about aubergine, but I I think we've talked about this before. I love aubergine. A little bit of coconut oil, a little bit of aubergine. Roisin's not a fan, I can tell. But colour is, for those of you that like, I, I'm kind of doing air quotes, but rules. Colour is a really good kind of rule to to use to help support healthy nutrition. Where do you get your colours from? What what do you eat, Roshan, if you don't eat aubergine? There is a thing (laughs) called purple sprouting broccoli. Love that, actually. I do the plate roll, so that's
1: mine. Oh, tell us about that. If I'm prepping and making sure that my plate looks right, I try and do a good 50% of protein because Mm -hmm. I know the protein is going to satiate me. It's going to make me feel fuller for longer. And then the other 50% is made up with a mix of sort of vegetables or salad, depending, and uh, some you know, complex carbohydrates, things that are hard to digest. Sweet potatoes, is a great example of that. Mm. And then you've got all of your, your broccoli and kale, if you want to really punish yourself. But ultimately <laughs> it's kind of like a 50-50 of proteins and then green and colorful stuff on the other side of the plate. Mm-hmm. I'm lucky that I don't actually like a lot of sort of white, fluffy carb stuff anyway. I don't like white rice. I'm not crazy about potatoes, believe it or not. For the cliches for the Irish there. I try and fill up as much as possible on the veg. And it's like, you know, I I know you're not necessarily, or you haven't been certainly in the past, a calorie counter. I know I've kind of been one. And when you look at the calorific value of simple carbohydrates like bread and rice and potatoes and stuff, you kind of go, I'm not getting an awful lot of flavor for Mm. those calories. I'm not getting an awful lot of bang for my buck. I'm enjoying more interesting flavor combinations
0: hmm It's funny you bring up calories because for anyone that goes back to the beginning and, and listens to our initial shows, we do talk about calories and I'm not a massive fan for lots of reasons. And actually I've come round to calories and I say this in a very careful, don't want to upset or, or trigger anyone that's had difficulty with calorie counting. It's not the be all and end all. And I still stand by that, but I have found value in tracking calories in particular, because I'm now lifting in the gym and it's important I get enough calories in. Um, And for me, it's a little bit like, <laughs> I don't know if everyone sees it like this, but I see it a bit like having tokens to spend. And what you've just said about the bread, I'm like, mm, that bread, that takes a lot of tokens and it just does not fill me up. Now, don't get me wrong. I like bread and butter as much as the next person, but I can appreciate that that's a lot of tokens to spend on one slice of bread. And so for me, it's more about, it helps me make the healthier choices because you get a lot more veg than you do bread. A lot more of that aubergine that I love. And I like that. And I like the purple sprouting broccoli. And kind of as an aside to the calories, I end up eating healthier because I want to spend those calories wisely. But I do say that with respect that it absolutely isn't the right thing for everybody. But for me, it is actually working really well now. Everyone kind of approaches food really differently, I think. Everyone seems
1: to have <laughs> their own little unique way of dealing with it. I, I've always liked calories. I've always kind of thought it was a good guide because of the way that I eat. And I think I've described it before to Maria as like it's like a bell curve where I eat all of my calories. All of my food is in the middle of the day. <laughs> so between 12 and four o'clock. I That's why eat. I
0: keep coming round at lunch, Roisin, because I know that you are going to be sitting there with a feast and I've just happened to pop by at lunchtime, Roisin. Feasting like mm-hmm. King Henry VIII.
1: <laughs> I can barely get a coffee down in the morning or after six or seven o'clock in the evening. But by God, you should see me at two o'clock in the day. And <laughs> I blame my mother. Let's bring it. Let's bring well, it of there. Course,
0: of course, Roisin.
1: Let's bring it there. And I don't know if this is true for all Irish families. We've got a lot of Irish listeners. So if this happened to you or didn't happen to you, let me know. We used to have our dinner in the middle of the day, even when we went to school. So check this. This this was an average day in my household. I would have a cereal or porridge usually, go to school, have a box of milk when I was at school for 11 o'clock, and then I would be put back on a bus and sent home to have A meal, like a proper meal, like potatoes and stews, the whole shebang. Between one and two, you would eat your dinner and then you would get back on the bus and you'd go back to school.
0: And I was talking to my
1: brother about it recently. I'm dragging him in now. Barry eats exactly the same way. He eats in the middle of the day. And I don't know if it's just learned behavior or cultural, but because I eat like... I eat a lot in the middle of the day, you know, I empty presses, you know, I go, <laughs> things mm-hmm. like, everything's getting scrapped up. I always use calories as a way to kind of go, where am I? <laughs> where am I? <laughs> and if I eat really well in, in that time, I will not be hungry on either side of that. So mm-hmm. for me, it's important. I got to track that because I have to
0: make sure that I don't have enough, fair enough, not overkill, but that I'm having enough. Yeah. And that's the weird thing I find with calories is I actually makes sure I'm eating enough, and it makes sure I'm actually eating more healthily because I'm, I'm eating the calories that I need in the day. So I'm not starving the next day. Weirdly, I have actually come around to the idea of calories, but it's not necessarily the be all and end all and it's not for everyone. But for me, it's working well.
1: I think there's uh, some meal plans on your tracker, the one that you use with your clients that basically gives you a good overview of the calorific value. Yeah, I believe it also gives you macros
0: and all that nutritional advice as well. Absolutely. What I love about the app is that it basically offers your meal plans. The meal plans are fab, they're really tasty, and we set a kind of calorific goal in the app. Does it all for you? We can look at your macros. For anyone that's not sure, macros is just basically out of 100% how much of your percentage is fat, how much of it is your carbs, and how much of it is your protein. And some people might like a balance, some people might like high protein, low fat, that type of thing. And it's all done in the app. And what I love about the app actually is, say it brought me up something like um, eggs and salmon for breakfast. Now, I do not like salmon. So all I do is I click on the refresh button and it brings me up something completely different. It's really good. And I've got myself on my own app as a client and I just track everything in there. And it also hooks up to my fitness pal, which is awesome. So that's that's how I've been doing it. It's very, very easy. It gives you a lot of visibility. I think that's really important. Again, these things seem... Easy
1: and basic to look after what you're eating, but it is it's so tough. And especially if you have to go into different apps and key in and how many calories are in that and this, and it could take up a lot of time. But the other thing that I think is really important in order to try and make this a sticky habit, which is basically what we're trying to encourage here, have a prep day. Yeah. Have a time that you've gone. Okay, I'm gonna have the groceries in on Sun for me, it's Sunday morning. Okay, so Sunday morning the groceries arrive. Well, I'm doing the roast, so that means I have to be in the kitchen for a bit of time anyway to make my legendary, may I say again, legendary roast potatoes.
0: You are a good cook, Roisin, like legitimately a good cook. During that
1: time that I'm there anyway and I'm cooking anyway, that's when I do my prepping. And it gives me an opportunity to create meals that I really want to eat. And I know you were talking about keeping it simple, mm-hmm. but I would slightly disagree with that. I would say... Make your food interesting because Mm -hmm. if you're looking at it and you're thinking, I can't face eating that, you know, three days in a row, don't make it because it's just going to rot in the bottom of the fridge or wherever you have it. It's just going to rot. So really think about meals that you want to eat because if you really want to eat it, you're going to eat it and you're going to enjoy it. So spend some time using that, that calorie calculator to really Amp up the flavor. It's worth my time making it. It's worth my time eating it, and I'll eat it again. And if you're not finishing that meal and going, God, I'd love more of that, it's not the right meal. Yeah, absolutely. You won't stick to this basic eating plan if you're not enjoying what you're eating.
0: Calories, if it works for you, but calories is a good one. Color on your plate and prep. So, calories, color, and prep are three reasonably simple ways that you can. Really try and make September successful when it comes to looking at your nutrition. Yeah. And you might even make it all the way to Christmas with the habit.
1: You'd never know. You might. Absolutely. (laughs) Now we're going to go on to sleep, which I would have never put on the list, by the way. When Maria sent me the list, I was like, you know, exercising, basic, you know, she's a personal Mm -hmm. trainer. Eating, cool. I've done way too much of that over the last two weeks. So I need to be reminded. (laughs)
0: Sleep, sleep. is sleep a basic? Is sleep something that we have to conquer, Maria? Again, hiding in plain sight. Sleep is so underrated. And this is me coming at this with my psychology head on and the kind of sports science head on. For me, if I picture this, sleep is is like the, the core. Sleep is the core to absolutely everything. And it's one of those where You don't know what you've got until it's gone. We know what it's like. Roshan, you have messaged me on days where you've had a poor night's sleep. I remember when your little ones were very little and you were not getting any of the sleep. And I've had bad night's sleep, people listening, whether it's noisy neighbors, whether it's you've had too much caffeine. Once that good night's sleep is gone, I mean, boom, absolute chaos the next day. You're reaching for the sugar. You're reaching for all the tasty, chocolatey goodness. Instead of having your espresso, you're having your double shot caramel latte with extra cream on the top and some kind of syrup because it tastes good. Sleep is absolutely vital to getting the exercise in, to making healthy choices with nutrition. And it's also really important for your mental health. Again, with my psychology head on, there is so much research that links poor mental health with poor sleep. The two are inextricably linked. So it's key key to everything yeah and unfortunately for me now that my girls are a
1: little older and they can certainly make it through the night all by themselves I can't put down my phone mm. I have a real problem with reels, y'all real problem with rails. she
0: does they're in my inbox at midnight people and to be fair they are very funny Roisin but you know <laughs> I mean between the
1: hours of half 10 half 12 is my real time <laughs> And I will go to bed at half 10, absolutely exhausted. I'm exhausted. I'll tell everyone in the house, I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed and spend two hours on my phone. And it just has to stop. I have to stop bringing my phone into the room. It's one of the things that you really work with your clients to achieve. And I really respect you guys for doing it. I find it very
0: tough. You're right. We set habits. Um, so one of the things we do, we work together on, um, is setting habits. And to be honest, the, the two kind of top ones are drinking more water and getting more sleep. And the way we get more sleep is what we call a digital detox. And I will give you my top tip for a digital detox. Now you can either go old school and buy an alarm clock. I know people, I can't believe it. And I you know, it's like got a bell and it kind of rings, or you can go all modern and use one of those, what are they called, Roisin? Like an Alexa? What are those fancy newfangled technologies called? They're called smart speakers. Really. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, so you've got old school. You can tell which one I go for. I don't even know the name of smart speakers. You can go old school alarm clock, or you can go <laughs> new school. Is that a thing? New school smart speakers. Long story short, you don't actually need your phone in the room. I have been trying this myself, genuinely have been trying, and it does make a massive difference because I'm not looking at Roisin's reels that she's sending me between half 10 and half 12. I'm looking at them the next day and it makes a massive difference and I get a better night's sleep. Legitimately, there are things you can do. I don't do it every night of the week. I am getting good at doing kind of every other night of the week, particularly if I've got a big day the next day. So it's definitely worth considering.
1: The only thing that has kind of worked for me in the past on this one is that I have to like sleep train myself. Mm -hmm. and anyone out there maybe that has secondary infertility that has already had a child knows that it's really important to have a schedule for your kids Yep, the twinkly music goes on at a certain time the bath is run then the book then the curtains close very systematic and those kids are asleep oh yeah I remember I was nearly falling asleep during it because everything is focusing on the rest and how to make things super super restful so when I was having my Digital detox, which I was trying to do at the start of the summer, was putting together a bit of an evening routine that involved, you guessed it, a hot bath. Oh, here we go again. But Mm -hmm. honestly, it works. Even for 15-20 minutes, raise your body temperature. Have a hot shower because your body will really fight to cool your body down, and that makes you super, super tired. And you will be out like light. The other thing you can do is old-fashioned book a physical book maybe a kindle one of the low light kindles could work as well because what you'll find is that you will get tired and your eyelids will start to drop Mm -hmm. it never ever happens when you're on a phone
0: we know that most people listening to this episode have heard this advice before but what i would like to challenge our listeners to is that's fine but are you actually doing these things and i just want people to be mindful of that and if you're not doing these things i'm not saying go out and smash everything at the same time. But what I'm saying is, yes, you've heard it, but are you doing it? They're not the same thing. Okay, the basics, like I've said before, they're fundamental, but they're not easy and they're hiding in plain sight. So that's what I'm going to challenge our listeners to. Just just be mindful. You might think you're doing it, but are you really? Probably not. Probably not. So just have a think about that.
1: Actually, it would be maybe an interesting exercise for anyone that just maybe wants to tighten up on these three areas and say, okay, I'm going to listen to these girls. I'm going to try and tighten up on my eating, my sleeping, and my exercise. Mm-hmm. Not only is the best way to make it stick is to plan for it mm-hmm. because you can't execute anything that you don't plan for. It's impossible. So once you've prepped your meals and organized a bit of a sleep schedule and downloaded an exercise plan is to track it <laughs> It's yeah. super, super <laughs> important to track it. Because what will happen is, did I follow my eating plan back of an envelope? <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of. I don't know. And
0: you will forget half the things that you've eaten. Are you like me, Roisin, where you've got all of these fabulous apps on your phone and you're like, yeah, nailed it. I've got my uh, my fitness pal and I've got my trainer eyes app and I've got my sleep app. <laughs> They're all there. <laughs> i'm using any of them
1: <laughs> one of mm-hmm. the very very best ways by the way to go back just on the exercise because i know it's really tough especially if you're like me and just came up a holiday and maybe mm. you know overindulge somewhat is to get on the scales and you kind of have to because it gives Oof. you yeah kind of gives mm. you that starting point one celebrate the fact that the number is high because it means that you can have a good drop <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so there you go. love that that's the first mm-hmm. thing the second thing is don't go by the scales alone. Try and take yeah. progress photographs because what will happen is you will get to a point where it gets tougher on the scales. But if you are doing the exercise, if you are to say maybe following plan or a trainerizer app like Maria's, you will start getting toned. And you may not see that on the scales, but you will see that in photographs. You'll see that in pictures. And there's nearly nothing better in the world than a side-by-side of someone who's lost a couple of pounds and you can go... Oh yeah, I look great there, don't I?
0: Yeah. This week's focus was all about my clients and lots of my clients are pregnant, which is amazing. And what we were looking at is the things that they've all done in, in common and it's the tracking and it's a little bit like treating the journey a little bit like a job. I know that we all have jobs, but it's a little bit like a job. You know, when you have your your meetings, your business meetings, and you have to reflect on the targets that you set in the last quarter, you're actively sitting down And looking at the data and being like, we had that good idea, but have we actually done it? And it's just adopting a similar mindset to this journey with the sleep, with the nutrition, with the exercise. It all feeds into each other. If you are exercising,
1: you're going to be physically more tired. Mm -hmm. And also, if you've done a good session, you don't want to necessarily ruin that with a chocolate bar at the end. I've never walked out of a good exercise session thinking, how can I ruin this? You know, it's not... (laughs) You're more likely to be on point with your nutrition. And if you're if you not, it's cool because you've just exercised. Yeah. You've kind of given yourself that little bit of margin of error. Mm -hmm. And if you're eating better and you're exercising well, you're probably sleeping better as a result of those two things. The reason why it's important to do all of these things is all three things feed into one very important thing in the fertility journey, and that is stress reduction. If you are eating well, You're closer to your goal of Mm -hmm. fertility. If you're exercising well, your body is strong, ready for that pregnancy, ready for that birth. If you're sleeping well, that helps with your mental health. It helps with your resilience. Being in this journey requires you to have more resilience than most people.
0: Yeah, and we absolutely respect that. And we know that it can be incredibly difficult. You know, your bucket's full. Your bucket of energy is already, if not full, it's overloaded. It is flowing out. You are already carrying so much. Give yourself a bit of grace. These are three things that we know are fundamental. We know that basic makes it sound easy when it isn't. But if you have a bad day, that's fine. Let it go. And we haven't even got to cycle track or anything like that in this. Remember, we've talked before, you might have a bit of a sugary day because you're ovulating or your periods due the next day. That's fine. Give yourself a bit of grace, track your cycle, know that's why it is, and crack back on with everything the next day. Prep for it, do it, and track it and Mm -hmm. repeat. And
1: that's all that any of us can do. And hopefully by Christmas you will have achieved the goal that you set yourself last January. (laughs) You can hold your hands up and say, I have learned how to do the basics. Well said, Roshan. I agree. Which are really hard. (laughs) And if you manage to do it, can you tell us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let us know. We love to hear from you. Get in touch. Tell us how you're getting on. And I've put a recent thing on my Instagram stories and I'll, I'll keep it going for the next few days asking what would you like us to talk about? And um, we will do our best. And if you've got
1: any hints and tips of how you stay on track with
0: your basics, Mm
1: -hmm. let us know. So, Maria, what will we be talking about next
0: week? Next week, I am delighted to be talking with Dr. Matthew Pryor from The Big Fertility Project, Dr. Matt Pryor is a fertility specialist. He specializes in IVF and he is a fantastic person to speak to. If you have any questions about IVF, any questions about fertility, again, I'm going to do an Instagram story question box, drop them in the box and we will pass them on to him in the show. Yeah, we look forward to Matt coming on. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. Remember to subscribe to get a shiny new episode each week and please rate, comment and really importantly share with your friends, especially our trying to conceive sisters. You never know who's struggling and they may need that little bit of extra help.
1: This may come as a surprise, but we are not doctors. We strongly recommend that you consult your doctor before beginning any exercise or nutrition program. Get everything checked out first. Your safety is our priority. This has been a worth. A Listen Production.